You look great today. Glad you can make it. If you didn't know already, we're two peeps in a pod. We are a podcast full of free-flowing talks about friendship, life, and culture. We want to create a space where it's okay to disagree and be honest about your opinions. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. We are two peeps in a pod, and I'm Heather, an artist, musician, and overthinker. And I'm Lindell, a comedian, dad, and you know what? Filler of hands. <laughs> I'm Mother. This is our very first episode, and we welcome you all with open arms. Right. You open your arms, and I feel people's hands. I don't understand. It's just something stupid to say. Like, you said something very insightful and thoughtful, and I just want to set the stage for if people want that, they need to listen to you. If people want something ridiculous, <laughs> then they just need to listen to me. No, you're going to have really insightful things, too. That's but I'm, I'm going to be ridiculous, too, sometimes. That's all good. Good, good, good. We'll have a so, combo. Right. So we're kicking off our first pod. You know, we've been working on this for a while. Um, I'm excited to think about and talk about, like, this is the first pod that people are listening to. But unbeknownst to them, we've had several pods. Yes, we have. We've, we've tried had- this a few times. <laughs> and and th- and thankfully to all of you, we listened to the pod before we released it. <laughs> yeah, we, Lindell and I have been friends for many years and we wanted to bring a really natural conversation to the podcast. And what we realized was during our first two podcast recordings, we were focusing too much on media or on facts or like Lindell said, more like technical aspects of podcasting instead of just taking our conversation and literally putting it out there, which is what we really want. We want a natural, warm, inviting conversation that everyone can listen to and just feel like you're a fly on the wall and you're with two friends. That's what we right. really want. So this will be a good opportunity for you to get to know us um, as we share with each other. And we'll get to know you by you coming back each week and listening and interacting with us when you can. It's just a great way to grow a community during a pandemic. Um, it's going to be a good time because the first thing we want to do is just be ourselves And it took us a while to figure out how to do that over Zoom and with microphones in our faces. But we're here now. So, um, you know, let's go ahead and kick off this week's pod with something really cool for us to talk about. And uh, I'm going to kick it over to Heather because I know you have something. You you sent this topic over to me and I absolutely loved it. So Mother wants to know, what's our topic for this week? So our topic is a mix of childhood and identity, I would say. Oh, that's good. That's a good way to cook off a, a pot. We can get into the childhood and our identities. Get deep. Absolutely. And what I mean by that is I think the older you get, the more you become closer to who you were as a child. Like a lot of your interests and your personality and everything, your authentic self was born, you know, at a very young age. And throughout life, you have all of these experiences and you're always trying to find yourself. But at the end of the day, I think you come back to who you always were. And like for me, I was always a daydreamer, always creative, always sensitive. Um, you know, I had these traits within me all along. And uh, yeah, the older I get, the more I embrace who I was as a child. And it helps me to understand who I am today. I like that. I, th- I think you're spot you agree? on. I do. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I think because if I look at where I'm at now, obviously I'm older than you. And, um, and I feel like now the things I enjoy most take me back to how I used to feel when I was a kid. Like when I get the chance to be ridiculous, cause I've always been ridiculous. 
And when I have those opportunities to just be myself and sometimes it's funny, some people hear this and be like, this isn't true, but I used to always enjoy being by myself when I was a kid. And now I really enjoy being by myself as an adult. Like I love my kids, don't get me wrong, but there's times throughout the day where I'll just separate from everybody and just sit down and just be quiet for a little bit, you know, which is weird because I used to do the same thing when I was a kid and I never thought of it um, until you until you mentioned it, like, you know, some of the things that we do now is really us going, tapping into our, our youthful, our, our, our childlike experiences. Yeah, because I think those are key elements of your personality that you, you know, they say when you're born, you, you have a temperament right away. Like there's, you know, fussy babies, there's calm babies. And then, you know, as a, a young child, I think a lot of your interests come into play. Like I would always draw things. Um, I also am an introvert. I need that's how I draw my energy from that alone time. So definitely had a lot of that too. So the first thing I think about when I, we were talking a little bit earlier about childhood is the idea of when you're growing up, you don't know who you're going to be. Then you grow up and you go back to being who you were when you were a kid. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough, because in our experiences, as we're growing up, we start putting on all these different masks to kind of get us through situations right? So you put on one mask, you put on another mask. So like when I got married and Lindell's about to go deep here, I forgot who I was because I had on so many different masks. Mm -hmm. When I got divorced, I had to take all the masks off. And then I got back down to my true self. I wasn't as successful, wasn't as successful as I was. Monetarily. Monetarily. Um, and my careers were I was, it was much more challenging for me to be successful. Um, I had more patience. And I also was able to um, admit that I didn't have to put the mask on anymore. Right. Like that's something that if you, as a child, I would have never realized that ultimately I went through all of that to get back to the person that I was as a kid, which was thoughtful, encouraging, insightful, and funny. Why do you think we wear a mask? I think it is to protect ourselves because we get hurt. Like there are instances as a child or in our adult life where we show people who we really are and they don't like it. And then we take mm. that as I need to change. Or maybe it's, you know, or maybe it's all of the societal expectations that we have throughout our lives. We keep trying to build and trying to reach those and then realizing like, this isn't my fulfillment. This is somebody else's story that they've imposed on me that I don't even want. Like, what do you think your reason is for wearing all the masks? Though? I think, I think you just made it clear why I put a couple of those masks on. I didn't even yeah. realize it. <laughs> You're right. So, Cause somebody said something to me and as a reaction to maybe not to hear that, I put a mask on. I changed my behavior. Well, it might be something like, um, you know, there's one, this is a, so I was a comedian. One of the reasons I became a comedian was because whenever I, every, every child of my grandparents only had one child, except for my father, him and my mom had two. So then my brother was Larry Jr. Jimmy Jr. was Jimmy Jr. Martinez was Martinez Jr. And then there was Tatangela, Tangi, my female cousin. Okay. And then I was the only cousin that had, that was the second. So I was a, a Lindell. No one ever remembered me. They remembered Tangi. Because every, every kid only had one kid. So I was just an extra kid. So I would show up and be like, that's Larry Jr. Who are you? 
I'm like, I'm his brother, Lindell. Like I was just, cause every kid only had one kid except for my dad who had two. So we go to these big family reunions, nobody knew who I was. They would call me Larry Jr. all the time and upset me. So one day during a family reunion, I just grabbed the microphone and started telling jokes. And that's how they, and so then, who's that boy? Who is he? Oh, Lindell, that's Lindell. And so then I became Lindell, but I did that. Dang, you gonna make me start crying. Cause I did that because no one knew who I was before I did that. Wow. I love that because I think we all want to be seen and heard yeah. and known. And especially as a child, like you want and need validation. I think you need, I think you have to get validation as a child for you to develop into a, you know, a, a full, well-rounded human being. So obviously as an adult, you don't want to be seeking validation anymore. You want to right. be strong in who you are and not, not give a fuck what people think. But as a child, you need that. And to be seen, especially, I think. Yeah. And that's, right to be seen. So I think a lot of times to your point earlier, as a child, in order to be seen, you start reaching at mask and say, which one would I have? So like, even when a kid, we were talking about this earlier about like, if you had a daughter or, or a son and they were not behaving well, what type of discipline would you have? As, would you yell at them? Would you beat them? Would you do this and do that? Well, a kid as a response to whatever discipline they receive might try on a mask. So they might say, okay, maybe I'll, you know, I'm not getting enough attention, so I'm gonna act out. So I put on that mask. And you keep putting all these different different personas and then eventually you forget who you really were. And I know for me, I forgot. Like I literally forgot. And it took me a while to figure out how to get back to it. I did too. I definitely forgot who I was for a few years while I was chasing, chasing mostly like a music career, you know, and like working on that. And yeah, I just wasn't really... I don't know. I just wasn't really myself anymore. And I'm trying to think about like what that means. Um, and I, I think it just means that I just, I was so focused on my goals, like so goal oriented that I had like no spirituality anymore, like no connection with my inner life anymore. Yeah, we do need, we, we have to have balance. Right. So I think goals are great. Like I struggle sometimes with goals because I feel like there's a price to pay because for me, I'm so obsessive. And I have a very addictive personality. So if I set my sight on a goal, I might lose myself in that goal. And people don't understand it because they don't have the same addictive personality that I have. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Do Good. I get Good. it? Really fast. Like yeah. Mother has a question. Sure. If you could talk to your childhood self, what would they say about you now? Oh. I, I think about good. mother says that's an awesome question. Yeah. Well, when, when I go, Ooh, that's an awesome question. So Lindell's saying that's an awesome question too. Yeah. I like ooh. that question a lot. What would you go first, Heather? I think about that sometimes, you know, actually I had this thought the other day. I was like, what if I like, what if like I could go back like, yeah, like 10 or 20 years or something. And then like, look at my like cell phone from today and like, look at all the text messages from people and look at my pictures with different people. And I, when I think about that, I would be like, yeah, like this person's pretty cool. Like this is, I mean, apart from, I wanted to be more successful in music or the arts. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to make money from those things, but everything else about myself, I would have loved as a child because I'm super independent. 
Um, I have worked really hard on my craft, whether or not I've made any money off of it. And I have really like cool friends, really interesting friends, you two included, and just lots of like people that what I would have wanted in my life as a kid, like people I would have pictured like being around as a kid, um, like people I admire. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I would honestly, I think for the most part, I would be pretty happy with myself. I think the only other thing I would probably as a child, I always thought like being really thin was important and like having like the uh, societal <laughs> standard body. Right. So I think I'd be disappointed to see that I'm still like not thin, you know, that I'm, myself but I still had the same body type because I always had a little tummy and you know I always had this kind of body so I think I would be disappointed to see that it never went away <laughs> but now I, I now I love it you know now I think you know this is my body and I love it the way it is but as a kid I think you know that's the only criticism I could think of. that's well you know I think that your younger self looking at you would just be happy I think that's what you're saying for the most part yeah yeah Except she would be like, you need to be thinner. Like, <laughs> no, 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 she would. No, she would. She would, she would. believe me. So, but the you yeah, that is you right now likes that part of you. Because that just I shows I want growth. you to answer the question now. I want to hear your answer so bad. Okay, so, <laughs> so the kid me looking at me now would. So here's the deal for me. We grew up, and my brother hates saying this, but it's the truth. We grew up poor. Our parents did the best they could with what they had. And so we were lower middle class for a while. Then we were middle class. Um, so, you know, I, I, I was food insecure for a part of my life, which I always tell my kids all the time, like, I'm fascinated by the fact that you've never felt that. Like to not, like to open up the refrigerator door and it's just butter and that's it. So there's no point after accumulating some of the money and the access that I did over my life, I think to lose it and to be where I'm at now, I think the kid me would be like, that's still dope. He, Cause he would, he would just be like, yo, we got bread. You had peanut butter and jelly today for lunch and you didn't you have, a nice have house. to eat that. You know, it, it's, well, it's not a house, it's a town home. But he still would be, but he still, no, but, but again, I used to have a house. I used to have a really nice house. I had, I had a big house with a pool in the back, two and a half car garage, lost that from wearing all those masks. But I think, the kid me coming from where he came from would be like, yo, man, we are ahead. We are so far ahead. And, and we had some great experiences. So, but that's all about the perspective. Um, and the idea that the kid me would have wanted to do some of the things that I actually got to do. Like, I think sometimes you keep pushing the needle up. And we were talking about this on one of our scrapped episodes of the podcast, how that Drake song, Is There More? Was an indicator to me to like, stop trying to get more. Like sit your ass down and be grateful for what you have, Lindell. Like so when I when I opened up for Anita Baker in California in front of like eighteen hundred people, yo, like how I can't expect any more than that. Like as as a kid, I would have never thought I would have ever performed in front of fifty people. So once I got off of that, I'll need more, I need more, I need more. I think the kid me would have realized, yo, we did a lot. We did yo, man, you did some you did great. Like now just figure out where to go in this last few chapters of your life. The last time I was at my parents' house, I sorted through tons of pictures from my life. And I actually put them into different piles. I did childhood and then um, high school, college, and then after college. And that was so insightful and 
it also brought back so many memories that I had completely forgotten about. And it reminded me too that all of my life I've been so passionate about performing and about, you know, the arts in general. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was pretty like emotional and psychologically kind of a lot to look through all those photographs, but um, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I think that's what got me on the, the idea of my past connecting to who I am today, my identity. That would do it. Like going back and opening up some of those doors and just looking at yourself so many years removed from it and then going back and like putting yourself back into those pictures. That's kind of, that's really cool. That's really cool. I forgot a lot of the people. Like I how did, what, did you, what did you, what, what did you feel? So what did you feel when that happened? Like, what were you feeling? I know nostalgia, but like, let's not deal with the surface. Like, what did you, you know feel? what's crazy? I actually felt really happy looking back at those pictures because I was like, wow, I did a lot of stuff. Like as a kid, I was like, really like, you know, I was in choir. I was in, you know, theater, like, um, I was in a children's choir. Like, I was just so happy to see like all the people I connected with. And I also, it, it felt really good to see people in high school that I, you know, that I forgot about who I was like, wow, they were really kind to me. Or like, they made me laugh all the time. And I totally forgot about this person. Right. And it just made me feel good. Cause sometimes like I looked at my past and I see a lot of darkness and ugliness and it was nice to look at those pictures and feel good about it and feel, yeah, just feel, feel happy with the way my life was. I mean, I think, well, I say that a lot when you get done talking, like I think, because it's mm -hmm. funny. I'm always thinking when you're talking about your past, about how that layers on top of my experiences. And I, and I, I feel like for a lot of people having those pictures to go back to reassures you that or confirms with you it wasn't that bad because you know those dark moments sometimes are the ones we fixate on that's the only thing we can think about but then you go back to the pictures and you go it wasn't that bad because we sometimes it's easy for us to disconnect from a good moment and a bad moment i hate that that can be true right so when you go back hopefully you can hold on to those feelings longer i think you know, that's so a part can... of like cognitive behavioral therapy i think part of that is that your brain kind of just you know self-flagellates like we just our thoughts, you know, our brain doesn't know that a thought is like good or bad, but it can make us feel horrible and we'll just keep thinking it anyway. Right, right. And, but you're right. I don't know why, I don't know why we focus. I'm kind of glad to actually hear you say that because I always see you as being more optimistic, not more optimistic than I am, but more able to see the, the light side of things. So the fact that you're telling me that you also focus on the dark things when you look back, that, that's interesting to me. I, I wouldn't yeah. think that about you. Well, not not that. Well, let me clarify. I used to. And that's mm -hmm. when I was shrouded in darkness. I know now I have a choice. Like a dark thought can come and I can just let it go. Like that's the beauty of just knowing you have that choice. So a lot of times for me, I always go back to the good moments. Like even when I was talking about being food insecure. I also remember hanging out the window, like talking to my brother, like, oh man, we about to get some McDonald's. And then the McDonald's would never come. But then when it did come, I remember that feeling too. Like you, you don't know being poor. And Larry, you know what I'm talking about. You don't know being poor until you waited three days for McDonald's. Like that's, that's poor. When you wait three days to get McDonald's. But then when you get it, yo, that last fry at the bottom of the bag, it's, it's like a Thanksgiving dinner. It's delicious. But I don't, 
So if I think about the bad things, the, the good things come to the surface faster now, which is I wish good. I could go in the past and bring you and your brother McDonald's every day. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. hey, listen, we would we would appreciate it. I remember oh, one time we called our my mom heart for some reason. We called our mom and she brought us McDonald's and it was just the best thing. She's like, yeah, you've been waiting three days. I'm going to get off work and I'm going to bring you some McDonald's. Oh. And she drove up. Man, we were playing out in front at my grandparents' house. She drove up and gave us some McDonald's. So, but again, those are good moments that came out of bad. Final thoughts. Mother says, final thoughts. I think we touched on a lot of things. I feel like I learned a lot about you during this podcast. Do you feel like you learned about me? Yeah. And, and you know what I think? I think that's the whole point of us doing the pod. Remember, I want people to get to know us by what we share and then we get to know them. So I think it kind of works out great. I love the idea of you opening up more about your past and because it allowed for me to open up about my past because those stories don't come out unless you open up the door for you first. So thank you. You know, something I realized is that this podcast actually, it's opening doors I didn't realize were closed. And the first two episodes, I wasn't letting that vulnerability out. I was editing myself. I was being really careful because I want to share this with the world. I want to share these conversations with the world. And it was scaring me to share that much of myself with strangers. And it's you know, it's, it's good for me. Like I, I always think I'm like super open and vulnerable, but it, it's been really eye opening for me to realize, like, I still have some metal doors that are slammed shut that I need to still open, you know, and I still need to open up my heart more than I even thought, you know, I needed to. Well, I think as an artist, I think that's what we all strive to do. And as an artist, I love the fact that you made your doors metal. You know, actually, that's like an ex-boyfriend of mine said that to me one time. He said, Every time you try to get closer to me, these metal doors slam shut. Damn. And I always could, I always, that he was a, he's a writer. Um, if you're listening to this, you know, best, I have the best wishes for you and you probably won't listen to it because you think I'm a piece of shit. But anyway. Um, yo, yo, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you, this time out, I'm not going to let you no, say he, that. He I'm not going to let you say that he <laughs> thinks that either because you he know probably what? does probably does not but go ahead uh, probably not anymore but yes, i always thought that i always thought that was a perfect way of describing it um right. and i think because i think you know i i know that i've i've been like that and uh, especially romantic relationships that's where all my triggers you know get yeah. <laughs> like come out <laughs> but yeah you know that's it's really like someone's you know it's like the motion sensors kick in someone's starting to get closer to you and you want those doors. metal doors I, I you know what i would not and the reason why it resonated with me, because I, I hear you loud and clear. I think a lot of times from our trauma from when we were kids, you know, we get some of that stimuli and we want to protect ourselves. So we do have options. We put on the mask or we close the metal doors. And one of the things through my experiences that I've tried to train myself to do is it's painful. It hurts. I leave the door cracked and I only look in to realize that it's better on this side of the door. Like, I don't look in to go in it. Like, I don't go back to it. I don't, but I need to have that door cracked so that I don't forget. Because at the end of the day, I've heard a lot of people 
You know, I'm a good person, but I've hurt people. We always, we all do. Oh, we all do. And, and that's, that's all part of the human existence. So one of my therapists was like, even Jesus hurt people. (laughs) He did. As a carpenter, I'm sure everything wasn't leveled. Are you ready? Sure. Mother wants to know, what would you tell your childhood self from now? Okay, like, I'll go what first. words of comfort would you tell your childhood self? I think that's a good, good way to wrap up. What I would tell myself today. Come on, Heather. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's almost like it's a rap song. Like, you keep coming in with ad libs. Like, should I be <laughs> rhyming? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Jump in, Lindell. Yeah. If you're not going to get on track, I am. <laughs> no, but I would tell my... Well, one, what I would tell my young self is we did all the things that you wanted to do, just not the way you wanted to do it. Because mm-hmm. I, I did I did it all. I got on the planes. I got paid for telling jokes. I was, I was on TV. I was on the radio. I have two great kids. I, had, I, I found a beautiful woman, got married to her. And just like my dad, messed it up. But... I still did it, and uh, but we just didn't do it the way we wanted to do it. Uh, mother says, Heather, Heather. <clears throat> I'm you sorry, like, his story is very emotional, so I, I, I try not to cry. So, no, just well, just, just say you know what, what you want to say. What I, think, what I think is, I would tell my childhood self, you're gonna hook up with a lot of good looking guys. <laughs> was always kind of like guys like i never had like little boyfriends when i was little so i was always like oh i'm never gonna get boys so like once i started being attractive to men i was like yes like i knew my time would come and i think my childhood self would be like yeah you did a good job yeah see you next week really appreciate our audience thank you so much for listening we cannot wait for you to come back next week please keep listening to us we love you so much word hosts Heather and Lindell. Graphics by Susan Holton. Music by Heather E.G. Voiceover by Two Peeps. Editing by Mother. Produced by Downtown Media Works, LLC.